In this episode, we're going to challenge everything you think about Gem and the Holograms. We're going on one truly outrageous ride right after this. Let's go back in time. We can just hit rewind. What a terrific notion. It's going to commotion. Hiya, friends! Welcome to Cartoon Commotion. I'm Cade, and this is my pet pig, Jiggy. Together, we rewind to the tunes of the good old days with a new perspective nowadays. Our special guest today is Cindy from Truly Outrageous 80s on Instagram. She has an epic retro profile sharing nostalgic content all of the time. Everyone, drop a mondo huge hiya for Cindy in the comments. Hiya, Cindy! Hi. Showtime synergy. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> it, for everyone who's in the, you know, the audio replay, Cindy is wearing the gemstone earrings from Gem. And they actually light up. It's really cool. That is really cool. How long have you had those? You just had those like um, just recently? A few years. They're not like vintage. They're like kind of a collectible type, you know. Or I releases. should ask you, I should ask you if you found them in China. <laughs> that would be nice, right? Well, I, I'm <laughs> referencing the episode. Did. I, yeah, I know. I found them in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, well, they were found in the what was one was in the garbage. One was in like a uh, dig site, right? And another, what was the other one found in? I I forget. Um, there was three I think locations. They were traded in at a market. I think you're right, and they were like changing hands consistently. Yeah. That was very consistent. All right, so if if you're just getting here, you can be part of the conversation live, and we will have time to read your comments. Here are some comments right now. Heads or Tails from YouTube says, Hi, I love Jim. That's just how I'm picturing their voice. <laughs> Hi, I, we love Jim too. And Skynet favorite cyborg is waving his hand. That's cool. But one has to wonder, is a, is it a cyborg hand? Is it like a machine hand? You know, because he is, he is a cyborg. <laughs> a cyborg. Uh, and Eric Grant says, hello, everyone. Hello, Eric. Hi, and he's Eric. Saying, he's saying hi to everybody. Hello there, Cindy. There we go. Hi. Hiya, Cindy, from Pedro Perez. Hi, Pedro. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. All right, now for the breakdown. Gem and the Holograms first premiered on October 6th of 1985, ending on May 2nd of 1988. It had three seasons and 65 episodes total. The show follows Jerrica Benton in her efforts to save her father's company, Starlight Records, and the foster home for girls, Starlight House, from the corporate greed of Eric Raymond. He's a total creep! Jerrica, along with her sister Kimber and her friends, become a rival to Erica's mis uh, Eric, Eric's, <laughs> Eric's misfits band, Gem and the Holograms. They use the fantastic tech of Synergy, a supercomputer created by Jerrica's father, which has the power to project lifelike holograms. This is how Jerrica can transform into Gem at a moment's notice, hence the earrings. And now we have some talking points. This is going to be where we actually get into the episode. Uh, or, sorry, the show. Right. So, first things first, I'd like to discuss 
what some people don't really talk about much. The intro, the actual, you know, musical intro of the show. Uh, I don't think many people have given this much thought. The theme song, with the lyrics, Fashion and Fame, No One Else Is The Same, Gem Is My Name. Think about that. I feel like I totally misheard this the first time around. It's not really about how she's more popular than everyone else. It's more about how she's not like everyone else who's all about that stuff. Right. Unlike everyone else, she's truly outrageous. Have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I agree with you because she wasn't even looking for this. She was just trying to save her dad's company. Right. So it's not like she was trying to be famous or trying to be a star. It was just an idea that she had. Yeah, it was kind of like um, an effort. She made an effort to just to find a way to keep everything that she knows and loves. Right. And luckily she could sing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a perk, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's like they all knew how to play instruments. <laughs> now, let's see. I need a picture here. Unlike the misfits or anyone in her industry, her priorities are not about being famous. Her goals are to protect and care for everyone and everything that she loves. If she didn't step up to fight for her family, like you said, her father's business, Eric would have taken everything from her. Right. And I do have a picture of Eric Raymond here, highlighting his evil reign over Starlight Records. Oh man. He was he he is so greedy. Uh That's right. Right, Jiggy. Jem's motives for becoming popular were actually pretty selfless. It's an interesting concept. Working to become famous just to protect who and what you love. Sorta of like working to care for your family and protect what matters to you. We got some more comments. Hello, Cynthia from Eddie's Game Room. Hello, everyone from Al Al Alonzo Carter. I hope I pronounced that right. George Bueller says, Hi, Acade and Jiggy and Cindy. Hi. Hi, George. Did the villain <laughs> Eric Grant, did the villain steal my name? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> Eric Raymond, Eric Raymond, and he was a jerk. Little Toys Big Stories says that guy was a jerk. He like hit Jerrica. Okay. Oh, that's um, that's uh, oh, pig, piggy, pig. What's her name on uh, Instagram? She was saying she was coming. Oh yes. Uh, I think it was, um, you got to say your name and so I, I can remember. Alonzo Carter, yes, you did. Uh, I don't know what that's in response to, but thank you. <laughs> oh, porcelain Piggy. Porcelain Piggy, there, that's it. Cool Gem shirt from Skynet's favorite cyborg. Thank you. Thank you. All right, some more talking points. The moment that I actually recognized that this was a top-notch Sunbow Marvel Hasbro magic-filled cartoon 
was actually, I have a picture of it right here. During this moment here where the mansion burned down, or not the mansion, the Starlight House. House before the mansion, where the house caught fire. In episode two, Ashley actually ran back and saved the money jar. Jerrica met her outside the house and said this line, Your life is worth more than all the money in the world. That was the line that made this show a work of art to me. Everything else just built on top of that line. What do you think? Right. Oh, I agree. She did everything for that house. <clears throat> That's the whole reason she wanted to fix the house. That's why she wanted to, you know, go to Got Starlight Music and picture get... of her uh, fixing up the house quite literally. Yeah. And this is the original Starlight House right here. Her motive was basically to take care of that place. That is correct. Now, uh, getting a little sidetracked here, Kimber's jealousy for Jem's fame uh, was not really clear in the first miniseries. But in the Starbright movie trilogy, we discovered that she writes most of their songs. Right. All right, so we went from this concept of um, your life is more important than all the money in the world to the concept of dealing with jealousy for something that was unfounded. Um, letting your older sister, who's disguised, get all of the attention for your music, I imagine, would kind of be fuel for jealousy. Mm -hmm. But Jerrica's motives, again, are selfless, and right. reminding her how important she is to the band, Kimber does snap out of it. So, You know, it's interesting, too, how they focused a lot of, on Jerrica and her grief. Oops, sorry. <laughs> but they didn't really focus so much on Kimber and her grief. It's, they were, you know, it was both their dad. That's true. That's true. I wonder if it's because uh, Jerrica had something a little bit more um, like personal, like she, she had a closer relationship perhaps with her father. Could be. Could be. Uh, another way of looking at it might be just that Kimber, her focus was different. Her fo like she wasn't in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that makes sense, too. Okay, Porcelain Piggy, the little toy's big story, says, The part that sucked me right into the show was the intro song and video. I was hooked right away. Yeah, and earlier I was talking about the intro and what it means to me and what I what I was thinking it, it truly is saying. Uh, so you might want to catch the replay for that if you if you didn't catch that. Uh, Heads or Tails says the kids should have let her have have the 30 bucks for the honor jar after after her running. Run, okay, I can't read that. It's it's a little messy there, Heads or Tails, but I think I know what you're saying. Uh, she she was saying that because uh, they were they had an honor jar to raise money for a fridge for the Starlight House and she ran back in to save it from the fire. So I think what Heads or Tails was saying was that they should have let her not have to get the money after that. Right. They held her to this sort of principle, like, 
Oh, but it, but you didn't really do it, so you got you gotta do it. <laughs> it's a it's a little much to expect of someone after saving it from the fire, and we <laughs> will get let to... it slide. <laughs> yeah, they should have. They should have let it slide. Yeah, because she look. I mean, that's a fire. <laughs> she saved the jar from the fire. That jar is probably burning hot too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but um, they didn't let it slide. We will get more on uh, Ashley in a minute here. But first of all, uh but before we get before we get any further, you had something you were going to bring to the show. Uh something besides the earrings. Right. Do you have that with you? Well, I have my gem doll. That would be the something. That would be it. <laughs> Look at that. It's a little bright. Can we get that a little closer maybe? No, actually, maybe, maybe further. It's hard to see with the. There we go. I have to put something behind it. <laughs> there we go. And she came with the cassette, or did you get that separate? No, the cassette is separate. Okay. Um, a lot of the dolls came with cassettes, but I happen to have one that I was gifted. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. I can. I it. It's just a little. Yep too much almost there it's it's just <laughs> so bright it's so bright but basically every cassette came with the theme music and then some additional uh, doll specific music mm -hmm. and i yeah these love come with it. like two songs i love it i love it because it feels like it brings their world into our world you know it's like yeah. it's not just a toy it's an experience and it was basically i think focused on the whole boom of MTV and everything. So they didn't just sing in the cartoon. They actually like showed a music video. Yes, they did. They had about two music videos per episode, at least. Uh, sometimes I think Misfits would pop one in and then they do a finisher. Like Jem would do the first one and then the last one as well. Mm -hmm. And it was usually to combat what the Misfits were singing. Like, uh, there would be uh, an opening with Jem, uh, like maybe they came to an event and they'd sing, and then the Misfits would come in and they would sing. Like, I think it was the World Hunger Shindig specifically, I remember they did that, because Jem uh, came in sang the, the lead song, and then Misfits came in and were singing about greed and wanting more, and then right. they kind of, sort of did a duet at the end of the World Hunger Shindig, sort of. Um, but it really wasn't <laughs> yeah. like misfits just kept trying to come in the song singing right. about give, 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 but they were, they, they were just trying to steal the spotlight. Um, you know, every Sunbow Marvel uh, Hasbro tune had this goal of selling the toys, but I truly appreciate that these tunes still created a quality experience, uh, never sacrificing good storytelling for the sake of that marketing. Uh, that's worth noting about all of them, all of the Sunbow shows. And Transformers was sci-fi robot action, G.I. Joe was army hero action, but Gem was Hollywood drama action. What do you think about that? Yeah, it definitely had a lot of drama to it. Like, ooh, let's see, <laughs> multiple accounts of almost murder? Yeah, that's a major one. I think she was close to death in many situations, many episodes. 
they they I think this was the just the first episode they tried to run her off the road. Yeah, off the cliff. Off the cliff. They were dangling on a cliff, but just like the misfits throwing their instrument. I don't were they throwing their instruments or were they throwing Jem's instruments? Gems. They had stolen her instruments. I, I thought so. I thought so. And I was just well So they were chasing them to get them back. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. That does what it looks like. Yeah, it does. But they were chasing them to get their instruments back, and they were throwing their instruments at them as they drove. Right, they were like, here, take them. Yeah, you want them? Here you go. (laughs) Here you go. You can have them. But this was when they came to... Oh, I forget his name, but they they went to the millionaire's house to like say hey can we have the mansion we know we haven't won the contest yet but our mansion our our house burned down and <laughs> the misfits did not want them to have that so right they they put her in the line of a bulldozer <laughs> and they were coming right at her they were willing to kill for this mansion that they will find out later they didn't even want uh well i guess it's worth bringing up right now so they didn't want them to have this mansion. But we find out in the second miniseries that Pizzazz is already very rich and living in a mansion not far from that one. Right. That says a lot about them, about their characters. Like, the grit, the rich and greedy always want more. It's so tragic. Yeah, with pizzazz, more than the money, she just wanted fame. Yes, she, like, she asked them, like, what, what's money? And they're like, we want, well, we want money. Yeah, exactly. We got some more comments. Bulldozer, appropriate response. <laughs> Eric Grant. Uh, Julian Murray, murder, interesting. Yeah, near, <laughs> nearly murder. Many times. Sherry Edgen, Cindy, how many of the dolls do you have? Um, I don't have them all, but I do have uh, probably who oh, I have. I have Kimber. I have Gem. I have the other Gem, the regular Gem, um, the Jerica slash Gem doll that you can change the outfits to. Um, and then I have, I think I have Roxy and pizzazz so i'm missing a few hopefully someday i'll have them all that'd be really cool and gotta upload those to instagram show us that would definitely (laughs) so another aspect of the hollywood drama of this series was the lie or deception between jem jerica and rio yeah because of triangle (laughs) the sort of like fake love triangle forced love triangle um so because playing she's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> playing with Rio's emotions. Uh Jem created this unneeded fake love triangle with him and her and her true identity of Jerica. And it was a bit much at times. It was never boring, but I constantly asked why she ever put him through this complex secrecy when she could have told him from the start. That's something that I think a lot of fans have asked about. Like, why didn't she just tell him? It would have been more responsible. 
Right. Made for good TV. <laughs> that's exactly right. Television gold. <sighs> we know that's the true reason because it continued. Um, it made for great TV. If your main love interest is actually fighting with his emotions over two people who are in fact the same person, television gold. But I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering if she ever just thought it was temporary. So why, you know, fill people in? Well, there there were times where he got temperamental. You know, that's true. He wondered. He he got really frustrated, and I can't blame the guy for getting frustrated because it's conflicting. But he got really frustrated, and she was like, "Well, I'm why tell him because he's getting so <laughs> irate, so belligerent about it." What's the deal, man? I don't want to. I don't want to confess the truth here because, what if he doesn't? You know, she also struggled with her own identity. You know about it. Does he love me or does he love Jim? She was almost jealous of herself. <laughs> that is, that is a conflict right there with your, yourself. She created that conflict with herself. That's, that's a deep concept. Um. But I think that the reason for the gem persona is really because Jerrica didn't really want to be famous. Right. If she was known as Jerrica by her enemies, like Eric Raymond and the Misfits, that would make her an easy target. During the World, Hun uh, the World Hunger Shindig, Eric tried to have the whole band assassinated. <laughs> if her true identity were revealed, it could be disastrous. Right. So there's a little additional thoughts to that. Uh, on a side note, because Starlight House... Oh, do, 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 wait. We already went over that. So we have some comments. Uh, I think she was using it as a way to test him and he failed, says Porcelain Piggy. Little Toys, Big Stories. That... Okay, what do you think about that? What do you think? She was she was trying using, to test using Rio? Gem to test Rio. Um, I don't know if she thought about that because it's, but it's interesting how, like, there was nothing really mentioned or said or it didn't feel weird like the band members would walk by them and it was just kind of weird how you would think if it was two different people would Rio expect the band members to be like you know dude what are you doing well so it's, I, I think what porcelain piggy is talking about is like how gem like in her gem persona would approach Rio oh you mean in her chat okay like as Jen. oh that makes sense that could be because she would often go to rio and you know say like i how she loves him and as jim true i'm wondering if she just you know it will always happen after a near-death experience so of course she would run to him and be like oh you know i thought i'd never see you again or something like that sherry edgen says rio seemed to be in love with jim more than jerica um, yeah, I mean, there were quite a few times where he would actually say, no, I choose you, Jerrica, and then Jerrica would be like, oh, I'm a choice now, am I? <laughs> uh, Little Toys Big Story says, 
I always thought that cause oh I always thought that cause she would get so mad when he would lie when she, when he would lie about being with Jim. Okay, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's true. Cause often she refused to reveal her identity due to that you know like well he was happy to go off with Jerrica or vice versa. Uh, George... I have a feeling sometimes he felt neglected too because Jericho was so busy. Yeah, well, that would probably play into the hot headedness mm-hmm. that he would have. George Bueller says the love triangle with Rio feels a lot like Superman and Lois before he finally told her who he was. Yeah, it kind of does. She does sort of have a superhero vibe. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting comparison. So. Let's talk a little bit more about Ashley. This was brought up earlier. She kind of sold out to the Misfits for a brief while. And uh, for the first, this is all in the first miniseries. She was the primary example for us on what we value and who we spend time with. She got really mixed up and even joined up with the, the Misfits, learning the hard way that they only care about themselves. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about that? Um, I think she was just trying to fit in and didn't think everybody liked her. And I guess she was a little bit um, just mischievous and testing everything. And since she felt more identified with the misfits, that she thought she could fit in there and they were just using her. True. Heads or Tails says Ashley is the worst character in the whole series. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I I guess you could see her that way, but again, she was the primary example for what to do or what not to do in the first miniseries because she's the one that came around. Right. Uh, She came around at the end and started working on the correct side, on the side of good. Sherry Edgen says, with all that Jerrica did for the girls of Starlight House, you'd think Ashley would be more loyal. That's true. You would think that. Uh, it was just so evident, like, the band, the, you know, Starlight music, everything she was doing, Ashley should have seen it, but I think I think that's why she's the example. I think that makes sense, because... These are all kids, so they're just, you know, they don't see past what's going on in front of you know they're not looking at the big picture true uh let's see we got got some pictures here synergy we got some pictures of synergy this was the supercomputer made by jerica's father and that is basically how they won out in the end you know, in these shows, it's obvious that good will win over evil in the end, but I really like how they use synergy to trick Eric's men with holograms. You, yeah. You know, using the holographic gimmick outside of their musical performance. I oh, think she that definitely was... saved them many times. Definitely. Well, in other on other occasions, too, but this was the first time. This was in the first miniseries when... Uh, Eric Raymond came to Synergy to try and, you know, destroy everything. 
um, they used her holograms to trick them into thinking the police had arrived. And I thought that was pretty, right. pretty unique way of finishing that whole adventure. So when the police actually arrived, they were like, oh, you can't fool us. Correct. And it was actually the police. <laughs> Heads or Tails says, I love Stormer. Uh, Al Alonzo Carter says, Stormer had a bit of decency about her. Just being a part of the Misfits was, yep. Because Stormer kind of turned around and helped Ashley make the right decision in the end. Uh, that was that was interesting. Stormer often feels conflicted on the side of good or evil. I think she just didn't, she didn't want to hurt anyone. Obviously, she wanted to be famous and her band to succeed and everything and didn't want Jen to succeed. But when it came down to the actual you know, attempting over their life. She was like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Sort of like surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherry Edgen says, you do kind of feel bad for Stormer. She wanted to be nice. She did on a case, like most, very often show that she wanted to be nice. But she was loyal to her band, so. True. She kind of always came back. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts on that? No? Um, from me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were looking at comments. Um, I definitely like the character of Stormer. There is... She helped a lot of times. Um, almost went against, and this obviously not outright, you know, in front of them, but to help Gem of the Holograms. Right. Like when they were trying to pin... Oh! J Jiggy just reminded me. We have a game. <laughs> we have a game. And a game. it is called... Is it a gem song? Alright. Are you ready to play? I'm going to list off... Gem song names. You've got to guess yes or no if they are actual gem songs. Are you ready? Okay. Clip Flash. It's an actual song. No. Oh, I, no. It's I miss. I'm miss, I'm spank, Yep. It's click clash. There you go. <laughs> that was a trick one. <laughs> mm hmm. Too close for comfort. Yes. Yes, it is a gem song. There you go. Monday is manic. I'm going to say no. No, it <laughs> is music is magic. There you go. I've got you. No. Correct. No, it's I've got my, I've got eye, my on eye on you. you. There you go. She's got the power. Yes. Yes, it is a gem song. And that is what I've got. That you did you did everything except for the first one. You just just missed up on the just the first one. Yeah, cuz you're trying to trick me. I did. <laughs> and I, I think it worked. That's a good one. I think yeah, it worked. Did. Gotcha. All right. So we do have a special giveaway for this first live stream, the complete DVD set of the first uh the complete DVD set series of Gem and the Holograms. 
if you comment in the live chat right now, hashtag truly, truly, truly outrageous, you'll get into the drawing. So go ahead and do that right now if you want to win this. We got 45 seconds. 45 seconds. If you want to enter, go ahead and type hashtag truly, truly, truly outrageous. And we will do a giveaway right here, right now. That's a great prize. I don't even have that set. <laughs> well, you might get it. Nobody's commenting yet. No, I, I see somebody, Sherry Edgen wrote the... She wrote... Oh, we got Eric Grant, Eddie's Game Room. There you go. Julian Murray, you got to use the hashtag, bud. Okay, timer's done. Okay. All right, that's it. Let's see who wins. Start collecting comments. Here we go. We got four entries. Draw. Here we go. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's... It's Eddie's Game Room! <laughs> Eddie's Game Room! There you go, bud! All right, we'll get in touch after the show. Congratulations! Way to go, man! All right. That is it for the game. Do, uh, do we have final thoughts? Any final thoughts and words on Gem and the Holograms from you, Cindy? Um... I think it's probably wasn't, I'm going to say it wasn't my favorite, favorite at the time. I watched it all the time, but there were so many cartoons that were actually my favorite. But like looking back, it's probably the first cartoon that comes to mind when I think about the era and like the cartoons that I watch. And yes, there's, you know, Smarter Falcon and the Chipmunks, but Jen was like the cartoon that was geared towards us girls. And I remember watching it before school every morning. So that was like kind of like you're eating cereal, watching the cartoon, and then heading off to school. So it's like I have memories of that. You know how you have memories of cartoons you used to watch on Saturday morning. Right. That was like my Monday through Friday memory. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, just coming into these live streams, chatting with friends, and remembering how great the show was, keeping that memory alive that's that's something you can do now and and uh, from what i understand preparing for this live stream got you back into the series so you're you're yes. watching it again and you've been posting a whole bunch of the music videos on instagram those are awesome yeah i Loved definitely it. got into it because i haven't watched it since it was on the air so there was you know some that i remember seeing and then there's some that i'm like i don't remember this so it's almost like i'm watching it for the first time Right. Yeah. And obviously kinda... with different eyes because now I'm an adult. Right. That's the whole idea of the fresh perspective, right? Mm hmm Now, I think I saw we got a comment. It was... Uh, duh, 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 where is it? It was on Jiggy. I love... Jiggy is the best. Will he be playing the banjo today? Yeah. See, I thought I saw that. And yeah, <laughs> actually... banjo. Yeah. He does have a, a song he prepared for us. So here's Jiggy's song. <laughs> 
Jiggy! Jiggy! Jig... Ah, uh, just, just a second. J Jiggy! It's time to play your song! That was excellent, Jiggy. Good job. Don't don't you think that was? Di didn't he do a great job? Oh, so good. Ah, <laughs> oh, he deserves he deserves a special treat for that. Definitely. Boy, Jiggy. All right. So, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, this show definitely boasted girl power, but at the same time, it served as a fantastic example of priorities determination and hard work to care for who and what you hold dear and it also shows us how in a world of corporate greed deception and power hungry control freaks you don't have to be the same you can be truly outrageous that's what i think agreed <laughs> oh we got a couple more comments jiggy is funny <laughs> thank you i think he appreciates that Eric Grant says Jiggy is the best. Julian Murray uh, used the sound effect of applause. <laughs> and Little Toys Big Story says, and he plays the banjo. That that is, is his my fave. <laughs> I can't read that. <laughs> you rock, Jiggy. Oh, thank you. He, he appreciates that. He, I know he appreciates that. Ah. All right, so that is our show for tonight. It's kind of kind of a quick one. We're going to, oh, girl power. You need to do another follow up with Cindy. Very informative. <laughs> well, thank you, Sherry Edgen. Appreciate that. Yes, I appreciate it. Oh, Did you on have... to season two. <laughs> <laughs> on to season two. And I probably will come back with uh, the finish of Gem and the Holograms because this is just the beginning. We we only really covered the first five episodes with a little bit into the, sh uh, the series and just like touching on tone and how it played out. So there, there's a lot more that we can cover. Yes. In season one alone, there's like a shift towards the end as well. So there I'll you look go. forward to that. <laughs> There you go. So we'll probably have you back on to finish this up. Would you like that? Yes, I'd love that. Thank you. No problemo. We got Broken Arcade says Truly Outrageous 80s Cindy Rocks. Oh, thank you. Eddie's Game Room says Cindy was great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you guys are awesome. No, you guys are truly outrageous. There you go. <laughs> I think you did have a special way that you wanted to sign off, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, real quick, we got a great show, and yes, very informative. Glad you think so, Eddie. Uh, I'm going to try to add a little bit more to the next one, just just trying to make these uh, these shows a little bit longer, a little bit more detailed. Uh, it's very challenging to do this live because you got to manage all of the assets on screen. Uh, Eric Grant says, awesome show, you two. It's great to see you back, Kate. Oh, thank you, man. I, I appreciate you. He's one of my very first Patreons, Patreon oh, members. Oh, wow. You got to love your supporters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're the lifeblood of the channel. Uh, Little Toys Big Story says, I want to hear, I, I can't wait to hear about the stingers later. Yeah, we'll <laughs> definitely touch on that. 
Callan Hawkins says, great to have you back, Cade. Oh, thank you. Alonzo Carter, Cindy, you are truly outrageous. Man, you got a lot of love oh, in this. Oh, thank you. A lot of love in this chat tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's awesome. Okay, let's see. You can also support our show on Patreon.com. The link is in the description if you're interested. So there's that. But otherwise, I think that's our whole show tonight. What do you think? I think um, show's over, Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. There you go. Is <laughs> All right, this is that portion of the show where I remind everyone that we are a fan-funded program and it is not cheap to keep making these productions. So if you would, you know, be so kind, please consider donating even just $2 a month over on Patreon.com. That's in the description below. Thank you for everyone who does support this show. Let's go on to the credits. Thank you, Kate Utterback, Carrie Cube, Marsha Sullivan, Eric Grant, Toystalker.com, and a very special thanks to Jared Brickey. This show is a proud member of the Serial Box Network. All right, play us out, Jiggy. <laughs> ah!